0: Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Oh, what we're going to talk about today is so vitally important to you thriving and being happy and just living the life that you want to live. And it's the one thing that a lot of us forget about, and that is two words, self-care. What are you doing for yourself. How you taking care of yourself? And I don't mean eating properly and all of that. No, there's other things you should be doing, although that's also included in the category mm-hmm. of self-care. And she helps people with this all the time and more. And she is a spiritual life coach, a hypnotherapist, also does these amazing getaways where you can discover things like self-care and more. Rhea Maceres is on the program with us. Welcome back. How are you? Wonderful
1: and glad to be here.
0: It's good to have you back, and let's go right there. What did you do today for self-care?
1: Ooh, I like that. I actually started my day with meditation, which I find... That that leads into all the different decisions we make about our day. One of the best decisions I use for self-care for myself is literally starting with meditation. And interestingly, I don't know if you've ever explored the meaning of meditation. It actually means become familiar with. So it's an opportunity for me to spend time with me and already starting in that mode of I'm going to take care of me and what's important to me. And so when I meditate, it's personalized each and every day. But the ones that I really like and that I really appreciate are when I go into the gratitude, all the things that I'm grateful for in my life, because then I'm literally moving into that positive, higher vibrational place if you look at it from the perspective of we can choose love or we can choose fear, those are really the two opposite emotions. And, of course, within fear encapsulates a lot of other emotions. Within love encapsulates a lot of others, but in the most simplistic terms. So I started with my meditation and then I went for a swim at the pool to get some energy moving. Either I do yoga or some type of physical because I find that releases a lot of any kind of angst that may have built up or just life, life in general. So those are the two primary things I did for myself and then meeting with you. Oh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> and th- thanks for sharing that. I I want to look at those two words, love and fear. And when we say there's other emotions connected to them, if it's fear, what would they be? What would it be? Would it be fear? You have anger. Uh, Some other things in there? What what would those other emotions be? Good
1: question. Fear actually is related to the past because we all have areas where we wish we may have done it differently. We could have done it this way. We could have been nicer. We could have been handled it differently. So if we're hanging out in the regrets or the fears or the doubts or the areas in the past, the anxieties of the past, all of that encapsulate that. And of course it brings in the anger, like you mentioned, it's the doubt, the shame, the shame and blame are two big ones, ideas that enter in my office a lot as well, because we, we, for whatever reason, we are so harsh on ourselves so another big part that I like to, that's another direction going in the forgiveness piece. We can talk about that in a little bit, but in the fear arena, it's really literally bringing in your past angst. And so if you're bringing it in, you're bringing your past into the present, your present is creating your future. So if you're bringing the angst and the fear from the past into the present, guess what? You're going to keep creating the angst and the fear, which is how we self-sabotage.
0: Hmm. I've, I've heard that fear also lives in the future where you're worried about what could happen more times than not. You're wasting your time and worrying about those things, but.
1: Absolutely. It can all- be. It's okay. any type of worrying, any, anything that's keeping us out of fear. Feel- so Matt, even think of the word dis-ease. Your, your, your mind, your emotions, your thoughts are somehow off. They're not in um, alignment with what's more comfortable, what can be the truth. So that can be a fear of the future. Absolutely. Fear of the past. Oftentimes it's the past because those are where we hang out with the regrets and the blame and the shame, et cetera. Hmm. But absolutely it can be.
0: Let's look at the love side. What could be some of the other emotions connected to or underneath
1: that category of love? Yes. So love can be gratitude, like I mentioned, appreciation. Mm -hmm. Um, um, What else? Um, I'm drawing a blank. All the positive, self-love, self-nurturing, self-care, anything that encapsulates us wanting to be a, a, a better version of ourself, perhaps you could say, or more connected to our authenticity. And also in the love arena, interestingly, the opposite would be because if you think of fear, fear is where the quote negative ego would hang out. Love is where our guides, our angels, our higher self, whatever your spiritual love and support hangs out. So if you're hanging out in the past and in the fear, it's more difficult to connect with our love and our support, which is where we manifest. Make sense?
0: Totally. So how do we get to the love side?
1: (laughs) How do do we work (laughs) with it? Let's (laughs) go. There's a train station (laughs) Okay.
0: Got sneakers Um, on, ready to run.
1: So really, you know, going back to how I started my day, and again, I'm not saying I I'm perfect by any means whatsoever. I just intend to hang out in the love arena. That's my intention each and every day. Some things come in and can take me off of that, but I do my best to go back. So to get to be to start your day, choosing those higher vibrational feelings in the love arena, choosing the gratitude, choosing the appreciation. Choosing the acceptance. Oftentimes, when we're judging and criticizing ourselves, we're not really accepting ourselves and who we are. So even in mm-hmm. so, imagine all the negative things. What is the opposite? Those are the things that hang out in the love arena. So I'm li- I literally help my clients to start their day each and every day, choosing the love arena, and and it's it's as if. The more you want to feel gratitude and see gratitude in your life, the more things to feel grateful for show up for you because you're literally intending and focusing on gratitude or appreciation, et cetera, et cetera.
0: How long does it take? That's one way. Let's say, I, I want to begin there. You know, I'm going to start practicing gratitude every morning. I'm going to come from a place of love, higher vibration. Many of us are impatient. How long do you think it would take... For somebody to see some changes. And I've heard. I've heard people manifest stuff. Things happen right away. Um, what do you think? Is And everybody. Every situation is different. Um, right. What's reasonable? Right. What's reasonable?
1: Well, I've heard that when you decide you want to manifest something. Intending that manifestation. Whatever that is. And I've heard that you need to hold that space for it. meaning. Um, intending what you wish and then letting it go without any doubts or fears coming in to negate it. And you need to hold that for 20. I've heard for 24 to 48 hours. I've never personally timed it for myself. And and like you said, we're all unique. We're all different. So I don't know that there's a like a a scientific um, equation for this. However, um, play with it. Make it like a game, you know, it's kind of like our life is like a big monopoly game. And so intending and the, the biggest part is to keep trusting that it's going to happen because the doubts and the fears, again, can create the disconnect. And that's how we self-sabotage.
0: And I've, I've heard a lot of the same stuff and also that you need to manifest it, believe it, and then let it go. Don't keep marinating on it. When's it going to happen?
1: Absolutely.
0: Let it go. It's just trust. Yeah, it's happening. That's it's that that whatever I'm asking for, whatever it is, it's it it's here, and it hasn't shown up, or it's on its way, and it's 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 going to happen, and that's it. Let it go.
1: And another significant piece to that, Steve, is to when you're intending it to feel the feelings as if you already have it. Feel the gratitude as if you already had it. That's how energetically it allows it to come in. So say you're wanting to manifest a new puppy, whatever, right? It's it's literally feeling like I'm, I am already have this puppy. I feel it's love. It's so cute. Giving it a bath, whatever. The feelings of already having it and trusting that because that's where we often um get confused and, and we're not able to manifest because it's a, literally we're playing with the energy and realizing and believing we already have that, that item, that thing, that love, whatever it is.
0: How do you know, this is going to be a deeper question.
1: Okay. I, How do you it. Know?
0: <laughs> I can't run deep sometimes. How do you know that it's arrived? And let me explain. Let's say you manifest something and then something shows up, whatever it is. How do you know it's that? Because it's never going to be exact, I believe. Like, even if you manifest someone, there's always going to be, it's going to be different. You know, there's going to be some of the things that you thought were going to, you know, you were asking for, um, maybe some other qualities, not so much. Um, how do you know you've actually arrived at it? Can you give me
1: a real live example for you?
0: Um, I'm just going to pull anything out of here. Let's say you manifest um, the perfect partner and somebody shows up. Now it's always been said that you shouldn't manifest very specifics. Like I want blue eyes. I want blonde hair. Oh, no, no. The qualities, the things you're looking for. Let's say somebody shows up and most of it is there, but there's also key qualities that are kind of missing. So you got, you know, a lot of it. This is it. This is it. But there's not, this is not exactly it. How do you know if it's it? And that's just an example. It could be a car, you know, it could be sure. whatever.
1: I would I would look at it as how am, am I feeling the feelings and the gratitude and the appreciation in the intending of creating it? Is that what I'm feeling with this person? Hmm. Are those feelings coming up that, that I would have hoped would come with a partner or the puppy or the car or whatever?
0: So it's more you're going with your gut. Your intuition, is this, does this align what was inside of you? And, you know, sometimes you manifest something, but you fall short. And I've done it before where I've manifested, but I didn't go into full detail, you know, and and I've noticed that yeah, it wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Um, and maybe it's, it, it hasn't arrived yet. And maybe this is, I thought it was it, well, but it's not, it's not.
1: Which leads to an interesting dynamic as well around the idea of trusting our feelings. Trusting our feelings over our logical brain and mind. And of course, we need our mind. It does wonderful things. It does a wonderful job. Mm -hmm. However, trusting our feelings because our feelings are. And it's so interesting because I have so many clients that when they come in, raised in our culture as it is, that we are not even um, taught to appreciate and or honor our feelings. And our feelings are so important. Even our medical society, like we talked about, cut it out or put you on drugs. There's not a, a I feel there's not a, uh, an honoring of our feelings and how important they are because they're only communication. So, again, it's bringing in that idea, too, of trusting your gut feeling, as you call it, your intuition, what your body is feeling. And that brings your awareness back to you. So when you know something is feeling off, time for some self-care, right? Time for some reflection, time for some looking within, instead of trying to navigate and change and control the world around you, bring that energy back to yourself.
0: Hmm. And I think when, in circle. It, it, it's important when we look at the medical community this thing called feelings it's not tangible you know yeah can't can't do a uh, cat scan there's no mri to see that uh there's no test results so you got to just trust in it and sometimes now if you tell even a doctor i got a feeling this is not the way it should be and well no wait a minute but this knows what's going on i
1: mean and to be quite open and transparent personally i don't even have a doctor I trust my inner world. I trust if I'm feeling off or something is off, I will look to um, well, Louise Hay. Have you, are you familiar with her work, Louise Hay's work? Yes. Wonderful lady. I refer to that. And I also refer to what is my body telling? What is my body needing and getting in touch with that part of myself? Because I trust that. I know myself better than any doctor. And nothing personal against doctors. They're doing sure. what they're doing. However, I just have a different way of navigating my life and my health and my self-care.
0: Without a doubt. Nobody knows you better than you. Mm-hmm. And you know things are a little off. And, and then, that, then you make the determination, all right, maybe I should see a doctor. Um, yeah, let's see what they have to say. But it also goes back to the same thing. It's everything we have is here. This can heal itself yeah. if you give yeah. it the right thing or, or don't give it the wrong thing i.e. stress and all the other stuff that we we usually internalize. Um, when it comes to self-care, is it really the most important thing, the love and the fear thing? Is that, the, is that where you should start?
1: I personally believe so. Okay. Because when your mental health is feeling wonderful, feeling good, feeling grounded, whatever you want to call it, that it has a ripple effect on everything because if you're feeling anxious or energetically off inside, that can lead to, you can hear my cat, <laughs> dis-ease. It's, it's all part, uh, it's all connected. It's the holistic approach. Hmm.
0: Do you believe that things happen for a reason?
1: That's such a great question for me personally in my life. And I really do hope you read my book because this in it shows the unraveling of how things happen for a reason and it's it's hard to tell that to someone who may have lost a child or someone whose love- you know partner is dying from cancer that's really hard to digest. However, from the bigger picture, I believe things happen for our soul's evolution it's not always just about the humanness it's from the soul's. And what and we I believe we literally choose our parents based upon what we want to experience this lifetime, so even that brings up a whole other concept and idea of how um, we do have contracts that we're following. So yes, I do believe things happen for a reason. And again, I may not like the reason, I may not understand it, but I I do my best to trust it in the moment that. I may not like this, but I'm going to trust there's something for my soul's movement or evolution or learning. Hmm.
0: When when you're speaking and songs drop in my head because music, I've done it forever. Um, <laughs> Dan Fogelberg. Right. Dan Fogelberg. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Very um, much so. He had yeah. a lot of great albums in the 70s and early 80s and yeah. then he, he passed after that. Um, He has a song called Part of the Plan. And if you look at it, I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. And that part of the lyrics are Someday we'll all understand. And I I don't know if we will, but it it kind of is in alignment with what we're talking about. There's a plan, whatever the plan is, you know, maybe you won't be in this lifetime when you do understand whatever the plan is. How do I know? (laughs) Nobody has that answer. Um, But there is a plan, and you can believe. Whatever you want in terms of who made the plan, whether it's a soul contract, whether it's uh, the divine, whether it's a universe, spirit, whatever, or your soul, whatever it is, um, I, I'm more and more believing in that. There's there's things, there's pieces, but I also believe that you have to be at a place in your life where you're open to see the pieces of the puzzle. A lot of us miss it. And when you look, you know, like I always say, you know, my mom sends me... Uh, Signals and uh I haven't asked for anything recently, but I was driving the other day, and I'm like, "Mom, you know, what what's going on here? What do you got? You know, show me a sign." So what you got? (laughs) What you got? Come on. And it's almost like the genie in the bottle. I never want to ask too much. You know, I don't don't know how many wishes you get, but so I'll just share this. I get a new modem. You know, cable TV puts a you know a new modem in in my office. And they assign passwords. Mm-hmm. It's automatically assigned. And sometimes they're goofy words and it doesn't even make sense, but it's your password. You can change it if you so choose. I go to look at the password earlier today and the password includes numbers and one word. And the one word is my mom's name.
1: Wow. And and I take it your mom has already passed? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, sorry to hear that. But what a great, what what is her name? Rose. What did it-
0: Rose. And it's in the password. I mean, I put it up on the wall, and there's numbers Aww. before it. Um, and I, I'm trying to figure out if there's a significance to the numbers. So, and and they could be my age. So I'm gonna look. back. I'm trying to, th- you know, think of that. I'm gonna play the lottery with those numbers. Um, but just, so, how
1: did your body respond to seeing Rose written there?
0: Honestly, I'm so used to it. It's just really? like it's just like
1: all right. There you go.
0: Hey, thanks. Cool. In the beginning, when I saw those things, um, then it was just like, <laughs> "What?" Um, but now it's like, "Yeah, all right, cool, all right." I just accept it.
1: Yeah, uh, my mom visits me with through hummingbirds. Really, and I was actually given a a stained glass hummingbird from a friend. It's kind of a long story, but anyway that that came to me, and then I'm starting to see them. So. Who knows if it's true, but it's a fun idea, right?
0: Ah, absolutely. And if you connect to it and you feel it, there's something that you feel. You're feeling it for a reason. By the way, don't know if you know the song Hummingbird Seals and Crofts came out in 1973.
1: Ooh, worth looking at.
0: It's all about hummingbirds and maybe there's a message there.
1: Who knows? I don't know. It's actually called Hummingbirds.
0: It's called Hummingbird and it's by Seals and Crofts. And uh, the lyrics are basically hummingbird don't fly away, fly away
1: oh um, yeah yeah um, yeah now that you're singing it yeah Ooh, i might want to re-listen to that with the new open mind i would i like that i yeah. would
0: i don't know you know there might be some lines in there um i did have one day earlier this year i was asking for something um and the song let it be dropped out of the sky while i was driving i was a- i was asking for an answer and i was vibing my mom and i was like it get it just give me Give me something here. I need an answer. Well, that song popped in my head, and I didn't even put the connection to, to it. But the beginning of the line is, Mother Mary comforts me. Paul McCartney in its lyrics, Mary, my mother, Rosemary, that was his mom. I come to my office. Mother
1: Mary comes to me. Yes, Mother Mary. Yeah, in fact, I thought when I when I heard that song many many moons ago, I thought it was she was he was referring to Mother Mary. Me too. And then when I found out it was actually his mom, that was so endearing to me.
0: His mom passed very, very sweet. when he was fourteen, and she wow. comes to him. But the the, the, the you know I, I, the, I, the, the song popped out of my head. But when I came to work. After I drove, I'm talking like 10 minutes later, I got a phone call and it was the answer. Really? It was the answer to what I was, you know, the situation that uh, I was dealing with at that time. And it was, you know, I don't want to say closure, but it was like, oh, that's, that's what it was. Random phone call. Yeah, I got, I got it for you. I want to tell you this. And that's what it was. So.
1: Wow. Can't make that no. stuff up. <laughs> and I, well, it, and even interesting that you bring up Mother Mary because I was raised Catholic and I kind of just, I couldn't relate to the stand-up, sit-down, the, same. it was all masculine run. I mean, many stories you can hear from Catholics, recovering Catholics, right? Same here. And and one of my inner journeys, because I don't just do inner journeys with other people, I actually do them myself because I like to connect, that's another way I connect in with my wisdom and Mother Mary actually showed up in one of my inner journeys and was talking to me. And I thought, what are, you, what are you doing here? And so we proceeded to meet for like two years. I would, When I'd meditate, she would come in and we would talk. And one of the first questions I asked her was, I said, I'm feeling challenged by relationships right now. Can you give me some guidance? And she said, Rhea, we, we, I suggest that you treat people just like you treat your plants. You love them, you water them, you nurture them, and then you let them go, going back to the let it go idea. Hmm. And I thought, wow, because what I would do prior to hearing her say that, it sounds so simplistic, but it was so empowering for me because I found that I was worrying about the connections or giving giving them that anxious energy rather than love them when I'm with them and let them go, change in my connections. Wow. Hmm
0: interesting I'll be thinking about that today <laughs> and you know
1: mother Mary and, comes to me <laughs> and you know what's funny
0: you you said the word connections or connect and in about an hour I'm going to um, support a friend who's doing a fitness event for charity and she's doing it at a church and I started going to this church um, oh. and it's just a Christian church because for the same reason reasons within the Catholic uh, religion um, I just pivoted you know that's it what's the name of the church connect Ooh, really <laughs> I'm kidding yeah connect church
1: what a great name i yeah. like that. and
0: you said it and i was thinking it i was thinking it and hey. you said it it was kind of weird
1: uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: part of the plan i don't know what the plan is but
1: yeah um, damn you know,
0: bugleberg <laughs> all, all the stuff we're talking about you know def, definitely comes under the category of self-care because you need to get a little bit deeper if you want to better care for yourself and
1: thank you. Yes. And
0: your life will be better because of it. Um, By the way, I love what you said before about manifesting the 24 and 48 hours. Um, What do you have to lose? What do you have to
1: lose? You know, just keep feeling as if you already have it feeling as if you already have it. And this is what I help my clients with. I literally work with them week by week to, it's almost as if it's like a, you know, we go through physical training with the trainer. This is emotional training with me and I support you throughout it. And it's exciting for me. I love what I do. And please call if you're interested and we'll see if we're a good fit. Call I'm, or text.
0: I'm getting closer to Sedona. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's, that's, that's where it all happens. The retreat and all. And yeah. Uh, um, you know, short of that, even virtual stuff, you can work with people and help them.
1: I work, yeah, virtually and or in person, whatever. I personalize each each journey, inner yeah. and outer journey. Yes,
0: I don't have I don't have so many of them here, but I hope uh, one of us sees a hummingbird soon.
1: <laughs> Seriously,
0: yeah they're they're here in the New York area in the summertime, but um, are they more prevalent in Arizona? I seem
1: to think so, but again. I have a connection with them. So, you know, I don't know if everybody else is seeing them as much as I do, but I certainly enjoy them.
0: And they are one of those birds that you have to look for because they're, they're, fast. they're ping,
1: ping, ping, ping,
0: all over. And even when they're there, they're so tiny and their wings are moving so fast. You don't even see the wings because they're. I
1: was on the deck last week and one literally came up to me, Steve, and it came on my right side. It, it literally a, a, like a foot for my face right here. Flying around, then it was zipped over here, flew around, went up here. It was around me for like two minutes. Just wow. it was so incredible. Un- so unbelievable. thanks, mom. Uh, wherever you are. <laughs> yes. And I gotta put
0: I gotta I gotta uh, sign on to my Wi-Fi with my mom's name.
1: <laughs> Dear Rose. Uh, yeah. thinking of you, Rose. <laughs> yep.
0: Always great yeah. talking with you, Rhea. And thanks. uh I'm
1: know, glad you're back.
0: And I'm I'm so happy to talk with you too. And look forward to next time we talk.
1: For more self-care, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes.
0: All right, we'll Take talk care.
1: to you. Take Bye care.
0: Bye, Steve. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old.
1: I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah, buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah, seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is like busy, you know?